Hello and welcome to week 17 of Walled Garden Weekly. It's been almost a month and a half since we recorded an episode, oh so boy. we sincerely apologize, but we are once... We only apologize for back. like two weeks of that. We right. seem to apologize I mean, pretty much every episode, so I feel like really... We, it's, not, it's not fair to expect us to not have... Let's just budget like five minutes at the beginning of every show where we'll just start by apologizing. <laughs> we'll ask the fans to forgive us. It's going to become a ritual. It's like, it's like my birthday letters to my mom. Like <laughs> It's like, happy birthday, mom. I'm sorry for all the bad things I did for the last 365 yeah. days. I'll try to be better. Love. Love. Kevin. Kevin. That's like the first five minutes that's of just, our... That's just how this will go. It'll okay. Just apologize for a while. We're sorry. It's been 70 weeks since the last episode. <laughs> We're no longer developing for the iPhone. Let's talk about, yeah, let's talk about the four games we made since the last episode. <laughs> anyway. Good stuff. So once again, we are, we are renewing the tradition of having uh, delicious alcohol on this show. Uh, thanks to Dave Marsh of Nimblebit fame, um, we've decided to drink Crispin Natural Hard Apple Cider. Um, I was under the impression that Kevin didn't like cider because I was at Whole Foods once before a show and I called him up and I was like, hey, do you want some cider? And uh, I think he started crying on the phone or something. So <laughs> I just like beer more. Yeah. This, this is tasty, is really though. Good. We've decided this is pretty good, and it's uh, it's just like 1 o'clock in the afternoon that we're recording this now. So. And it's perfect for it. Yeah, like, it would good, have been weird at night. I'd have been like, drink. why are we drinking this yeah, at night? Yeah. But it's super refreshing. Nice sunny day. Um, and there's multiple kinds of this. We yeah, got, we yeah. We got the... What kind did we get? This is the... the Saint? Right. Is that the type it is? I don't know. But one is like yeastier and sweeter than the other. I think they use different yeasts or something. I'm not sure. This is the one that David took a picture of. Okay. So that's what so I got. We're, we're just straight following his recommendation. Didn't he, we had to mention it is super premium quality. It is super premium quality. So uh, Red label. So unfiltered. It looks oh, kind yeah. of like apple juice, a little bit yellower, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's super mild. I. Not what I was expecting. Yep. Very good. Definitely. So thank you, Dave Marsh. Um the other really big announcement I have that, that a lot of our fans are going to be happy to hear is that uh, GDC, um, we were for a while applying to get our, our, uh, our show on GDC. We wanted to do a live session in front of a, a live audience. And uh, they, have, uh, they have accepted our proposal. Um, and they're really excited to, to really feature it as part of the Smartphone Summit um, at GDC at the end of March this year. So um, please come to San Francisco. Um, I think all indie developers should really try to make an effort to come to this show. I think it's a great place we're, to meet other indies. We're still before the early registration deadline right yeah. now. So you can, I think, right, 10 or something. Something like that. So if you register soon, you'll get, uh, you can get in. And then ours is part of the summit. Summit, right. So buy a summits and tutorials pass. Which is way, it's like a third the price or like yeah. even less. I should note if you get a main conference path, pass, then that, uh, that does not include our, our session. And, you have and, to get or any of the other pass. smart smartphone things. Yeah. yeah. So, so get the, the summits and tutorials. That's actually the one I usually get to when, I, when I'm not speaking. Um, and then as part of GDC, uh, we'd like to do a little bit of like a bar night with our fans. So we'll, we'll probably give more details as we, as we draw closer to the conference. But I think it'd be cool to just sort of grab, grab, a, grab a beer with, um, with people that have been listening and you know, answer any questions. And If you haven't met us, you can met us and say, meet us and say hi. And that should be fun. Um, but yeah, so, so GDC, it's happening. Uh, there's going to be probably like a live Twitter feed of questions and uh, oh, I should also mention who we have as guests. So um, our first guest is going to be uh, someone you've probably all heard of, Eli Hodap um, from Touch Arcade. He's the editor-in-chief. Um, he's been running the Touch Arcade podcast with uh, with Jared and, and Brad, and um, they're doing a great job, and he's got a great voice on the air, so we thought we'd bring him on. Uh, and then the other other uh, special guest is, uh, of course, Keith, Keith Shepard from Imanji Studios, creator of Temple Run and Temple Run 2. Um, and I think it's going to be a really interesting discussion. So uh, yeah, don't miss it. And uh, we're planning to release it a week after the show as well. Um, 
as a, as a recorded podcast, uh, assuming that we can get the rights from UBM. Right now, they, right now it sounds like that they're okay with that. They have said that they're okay with that, but <laughs> we hope they don't change their minds. So anyway, um, end of March, GDC, San Francisco. Uh, highly recommend you stay at the Intercontinental and not the Marriott. <laughs> Is there room? Are there still rooms available? I don't know, actually. Have you got your room yet? Yeah, I got my room a lot while ago. I yeah. probably should have done that. Okay, so, uh, yes. Uh, on to the other big news. Um, this is, I guess, a little bit old news. This happened last week, I think. But um, a beloved, sort of beloved, quasi-beloved uh, publisher, THQ, is going bankrupt. And uh, the only reason I bring this up is because there's a kind of like people are like, well, what does it say about the console industry and the big AAA game industry? And these guys are going under and mobile's doing great, so maybe that's the future. And if you're running a big business and you're not shifting to mobile, you're screwed. I don't know if I quite believe that, but um, for whatever reason, you know, there's a lot of really great IP that was uh, under the control of THQ and now um, is, is being sort of picked off by uh, different companies. So they're, they're shutting down. I don't know anything about this disclosure. So they're shutting down. They're not like trying to restructure or anything. I believe not. Yeah. The studios are like the bits of studios that it, it owns are being bought away. So mm. uh, like uh, I think Volition, who made Saints Row, is being bought by... One company, I think Sega came in and bought a chunk of it. It might have been Sega that bought Volition. I don't mm. remember which. Um, and uh, other companies, some some smaller ones you may not have heard of, are, are coming in, taking chunks. Um, particularly important for me is Relic, uh, which I believe is bought by Sega. But um, there's a, a property that they have called Homeworld, mm-hmm. um, which is really one of my favorite games of all time. It's a really amazing sort of space RTS, but with a really just awesome storytelling twist. And uh, there's kind of, some, kind of some interesting developments around it. There are also people who probably love it as much as I do. And um, there's like an indie fund going on to try to like raise money to buy it, buy it as a as an indie kickstart that shit. indie thing. Yeah, they're using I think Indiegogo or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but that's what uh, that's what um, the uh, oatmeal used to. Yeah, that's right. Raise money for the uh, Tesla. Yep, yep. So we know it's legit. That that site works. It is the only the only issue is that they're basically said that like if if we need, can raise the whatever fifty thousand dollars by by Thursday 50, February fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, it doesn't seem That's like it. a lot of money. Why don't you just buy Why it? Why don't I just buy it? <laughs> I think Olympic, it might... If you could own Homeworld, I mean, Jesus, you bought a Porsche. costs more than that. Why don't you buy it? I could just buy it. Why don't you can buy I, your dream, Can your I childhood? put the IP like on my bookshelf or something? How does that work? Yeah. Maybe... Is it really only 50? Now that I hear that number, I'm like, huh, that's not too crazy. Uh, right. I'm going to have a chat with my co-founders. <laughs> You're like, Kevin will minute. carry on the rest that's of the show. That's not a lot of money anymore. <laughs> um... So now I guess we sound like huge douches, but yeah, well, that'd be kind of cool. I guess no, no, we're talking not about us. We're talking about the company. The about, company is yeah, buying it. You're not buying it. This is true. You can't afford it. I, I have no money. I spent <laughs> it all on remodeling my house. Uh, anyway, so I, I hope I hope it ends up in good hands, um, and uh, I, I hope this this indie effort works. At least it ends up in somewhere where something will happen to it. Something you know terrible happened to my my favorite franchise, other favorite franchise, Mech Warrior, where it ended up in like Microsoft's hands, and they didn't make any games with it for many years, and then it ended up at Smith and Tinker. And I think game studios have this this, and the same thing happens to Fallout, right? Like until Bethesda got hold of it and they they built it, it ended up in someone else's hands, and mm. it just bounced around a while and. Um, anyway, so so I, I hope it doesn't end up in like an IP graveyard somewhere. Um, so if you love it as much as I do, maybe do something or send me a message that says, hey, Arash, I hope you buy it and make an <laughs> indie game out of it because that would be awesome. Uh, and then before we go on to our main main feature title of the show, um, I just want to quickly mention I've been playing a game called Momonga Pinball. And Whoa. it is a uh, game about you're like a Japanese flying squirrel, uh, but you roll Naturally. into a ball and you get put into this giant pinball machine and, and you play the adventure as a pinball. 
it's it's a really really well produced game. It's a mobile game. It's mm -hmm. made by an indie studio. Not so much indie like there's a lot of guys, but they're not funded or anything. Um, and they're out in uh, in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. So these Dutch guys are ma made this game. Amazing, amazing polish. I mean, it looks like it looks like Wind Waker, kind of in the style. It's got a little bit of a cel shaded thing. But there's like so much detail in the levels. Um, you're going through these kind of like jungly little levels, and everywhere you go, they're like little like flippers, like pinball flippers and wow. so you like hit this guy and you like bounce him around into levels you have to hit stuff to break them and you meet other characters there's this like huge panda that's like your your like your like master dojo master that teaches you the way Naturally. and you meet these little characters and um a lot of storytelling and there's little bits where you like actually get to fly so you like roll off the side of a cliff and you're like flying through canyons as a, as a flying squirrel and wow. picking up coins there's no iap in this game um so when they launched it they uh they got featured and the game just sort of shot up to the top uh, actually, I don't know how it did run the ranks. No, it did pretty well. It got up at least, it's I think, paid? in the top, top 25. Yeah, paid $2, I believe. Don't hold me to that. I think it's about that much. And um, they, uh, no, I think it was 99, let me see. No, it was 99 cents. They launched mm -hmm. at 99 cents, and then they, they got featured. They went up the charts, and then Is they decided to. Is it iPhone only? Or? Uh, I think it might be iPad as well. Um, and they changed their price. They were like, hey, let's make it $2 so that we can make more money because now we're featured. Mm. And uh, if you look on App Shopper, you can see, like, they just, they just tanked. And so, um, yeah, I posted on Twitter the little chart that's like, this is the fastest way to kill your app. So, yeah, price changes are, are scary, especially if you go up in price. Um, uh, oh, I can't find it. In my opinion, like, I would have probably done the opposite and gone maybe in the direction of a free sale. But, but like I said earlier, they don't have any net purchases. So um, short of being, like, a bit of a word-of-mouth spread, uh, they wouldn't be able to monetize that, that free, uh, free push. So... It's a tough position. Really, really quality game. Uh, really well designed. It's really fun to play. Um, but uh, it definitely needs some, some but tweaks. But not worth $2. Tweaks on the money side. Yeah, and it's, it's a shame because I feel like a lot of people really, like a huge amount of people worked on it. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know if they're, it's got they're a, set it, to be a huge financial success. Apps can have a second life. Yeah. Definitely true. Um, so yeah, check it out. Support these guys. It's a really cool game. Um and then, uh, yeah, so shall we go on to our feature game? The, on to the... So there's been a lot of feature. talk about this very little-known game called Temple Run 2. <laughs> Taking um, the world by storm. Yeah. No one saw it coming. No one saw it coming. Um, some backstory, I guess, maybe a little bit on the original Temple Run. Uh, so, so Keith Shepard uh, built this game um, when, when Imanju was still small, along with the help of uh, his wife Natalia and their artist Kirill. Still small in terms of revenue? Yeah, well, they were still small in terms of revenue. And even then, they were still, like... They were doing all They're right because they fine. had they had Harbor Master and I think that was probably still their major yeah. major profitable game. That's the, the only one I knew. Yeah. So um, yeah, I met I met Keith like many many years back and uh, he he told me like yeah I'm working on this Infinite Runner game and, and at that time I actually uh, we were working on on Nuts which was another Infinite Runner so we were kind of sharing some Infinite Runner notes and uh, I guess we released Nuts uh, about a month before they did with Temple Run but our, our you know that's kind of where the similarities ended. Like Nuts was kind of like it was an okay game. It did pretty well, but but Temple Run just sort of exploded. And um, what's interesting about Temple Run is that it didn't explode right away. I don't know if a lot of people remember, but they launched it as a paid app. Yeah. And um, it was doing kind of okay. Like people were, like, yeah, this is cool. You got in the top twenty-five. Know. Right. Um, but but it didn't really hit the kind of epic level until they decided to just go free with also, it. Also, it was removed from the store. That's an interesting story, too. For like too. two yeah. weeks. Over Thanksgiving, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was It was like, yeah, it was right before Christmas. Yeah. And it was like, it was it was over incentivized ad views or something incentivized like that. Incentivized video ads, yeah. Um, Apple decided that a lot of those video ads were um, promoting apps. And so that was tantamount to to incentivizing app to downloads. To chart manipulation. Exactly. Yeah. So 
Yeah, they got knocked off and they had a hell of a time getting back on the store too. I mean, just right over Thanksgiving is like, you know, one of the big download download uh, periods of the year and um, they were off the store. So so they were worried that, oh, this has ruined our, our rankings and how are we going to get back up? And, and but it short, didn't. Shortly, yeah, it didn't. Right when they put it back, it kind of jumped right back to where it was. But then more interestingly, I think it was not short, not too far after that that they uh, went free. They went free. And a lot of us go free. I mean, we talk about going free all the time on this show and free sales have been a, a key part of our strategy. But for them, it was, well, they went free. And then usually what happens with us is we'll go free and we'll kind of, you know, you're free for a while, you're getting millions of people to play your game, and then you sort of teeter off the charts. Um, but they sort of never did. They kind of got to the top. They were number one for an insane yeah, and period of time. A lot of theories on, you know, what it was that they hit, but whatever it was, they, they captured the imagination of America and the most of the rest of the world. And that game uh, really just sort of was pegged at number one for, for many, many months. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was a big deal for, for Keith and, and Natalia. And then they went on to, um, uh, basically get the help of, uh, a few other people, um, in developing the, uh, the Android port and then, um, later the, the sequel. So, uh, from what I understand, I think, uh, it was, it was, uh, Jeff Rudiger and, uh, a fellow named Pete who's a really talented artist, um, to What's compliment the name of their, their company. They have a name. Fuzzy know. Cube. Fuzzy software, Cube. Software, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, they decided to sort of share, share in with the, the work with, with Keith and I guess at this time, Natalia was also having a baby. So, um, they were, they were sort of busy on the personal side and Keith was also dealing with kind of the, 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 the business side of, of Temple Run, mm-hmm. you know, selling board games and making gobs of money, <laughs> <laughs> picking the leather on his exotic supercars. I don't know. He um, definitely wasn't doing that. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, but, but eventually Temple Run 2, um, was was finished and and it betaed and then it was released and uh you know people were kind of like speculating is it going to do as well as the original did and how's it going to land on the store and it you know right when it landed people joked that it launched at number one um we saw we saw temple run really didn't even climb the charts it just kind of showed up several hours it took several hours just just a brief few hours i yeah, so I mean, it was it was breaking everything. Like even the search system like wasn't updating fast enough to like represent the fact that it was higher in rank than like the the. I think this was on the Touch Arcade show. They were saying that there were these apps that were squatting the words Temple Run Two. Just and, ridiculous. Like, <laughs> it's already at number results. one, but if you search for Temple Run Two, like you get other stuff. Um, just because the the, the no one, indices I mean, hadn't updated. No one, I mean, no one in their right mind would say that that wasn't going to happen. Like, I I don't know. People were surprised, I guess, or I mean, yep. the magnitude of their success is would have been more difficult to predict. Right. Keith came out. They they released a press mm-hmm. uh, release that by the first weekend they had 20 million downloads yep. i believe yeah whatever the exact day count on that is i don't didn't bother to look but that's insane um that breaks all the records because no one has ever released that kind of data and you can only assume that the first few days were the majority of that so the single day numbers are unheard of yeah um so uh but but still like i mean they they their number they were saying when they launched was 170 million across Android. I mean, this is like 170 million. That's beyond popular, yeah. right? That's like a piece of culture. So there was just no way that it wasn't. I mean, they could have released like they could have bought Temple Jump, yeah, and released it as Devil Run too, and yeah. it would have gotten. Yeah, I mean, not to to belittle their uh, accomplishment, but um, I still feel like we are in the honeymoon period with temple run two in other words like we it has obviously been a huge success but um 
long term will sort of because that was the thing about Temple Run that I think separated it from just about every other app is like oh sure it went to number one and there's a lot of hype around it but it just kept there and on Android where people aren't watching a lot of but it was number twelve when yeah. when they launched Zombie uh, uh, Temple Run two. Temple Run was number 12 on the top free mm-hmm, Android apps, mm-hmm. which is not an easy place to be. Um, and that's crazy. Like, that, it, it, it was just, it had this staying power, this, like, instant ubiquity um, that uh, that has sort of not been tested on Temple Run 2. And honestly, it doesn't really matter because you can see Temple Run is still high in the charts, mm-hmm. Temple Run 1, and it will remain there, I think, for a very long time. Um, so... Uh, Yep, that was just that was my like sort of launch analysis. So I, I still like I still reserve. I mean, it's gonna do the 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 name is strong enough that people are, enough people are searching the, for the words Temple Run that yep. there's just almost nothing mm-hmm. that can stop it. It's just it's like Angry Birds, right. I suppose. Um, if not even stronger than Angry Birds, I don't know. Well, you said there's a honeymoon period. Do you think it's gonna? end and they'll sort of well lose it's, that. it's hard everybody to know. has I think tired that, themselves out I think on running that, through the temple i bet imanji is thinking the exact same thing uh is that they have 170 million people who have played temple run right we're still at the period of time where people could be sort of playing like they might have played temple run one for like say three weeks and a total of like 27 hours mm-hmm. on average or whatever it is but then this one they might play for like two weeks on an average of like 16 right. hours right and that could sort of have like that, you know, yeah, there's this surge, but then it just sort of resumes. Um, it sort of, uh, what I want to say, converges mm-hmm. with the original Temple Run 1 trajectory. The question is how much does this change trajectory? Does it offset the trajectory? Um, that's the question that is, you know, I don't think either of us could answer. Uh, and, you know, I don't know if it matters either. I mean, it's not like... Amanji is going to go bankrupt, you know, <laughs> anytime soon. Well, that's just the thing, right? I mean, there's they have the the capital to just continue releasing Temple Run, Temple Run, Temple Run. They, they have the to capital Temple Run twelve. Do, they have the capital to do nothing for the rest of their lives. Yeah, that's sort of. I, I mean, that's they've reached this immortality where it's just like they could switch over to making like bubble wrap popping apps. Yep, and they would still be the most successful app developer, like per employee. Yeah, uh, that the world has ever known. Right. So. I don't know, it's kind of a cool place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so why don't we switch gears and talk about the game? Yeah, let's do that. So I guess if you've never played Temple Run or Temple Run 2, the idea is... <laughs> if, you a- are, if you are, haven't played Temple Run, let's just say if you haven't played Temple Run, you aren't like... You're not you're, doing... You good. Should, you're not doing your job right. <laughs> you don't meet the, the, yeah, you should the stop prerequisites listening right for now. listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, some guy's like crying right now. <laughs> Can't download it in my country. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and if you haven't played Temple Run 2, um, you should. Yes. Um, so what would you say, like, what is your first impression of Temple Run 2? Well, so, yeah, that's a great way to, way to introduce it. Because I'm, ass- I'm just going to assume everybody's played it. And if you yeah, haven't, just pause, pause yeah. the podcast, go play it, and come back. Right. Um, the first thing that you notice is that the, the graphic style of the game has has improved vastly. Right. So beyond um, recognition. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think this is just, you know, a, lot of, a little bit more experience coming onto the art team. Um, and, uh, it, it keeps the same style. So I think one of the things that, that I, I remember about the original was that the colors that they have a certain clashiness that there's a bit like a weird, like it's kind of muddy and the it's, I don't know how to describe it. Like it just doesn't really pop yellow. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Um, and it's like an old storybook that's been like 
in an attic for too long. I don't know. Anyway, so so Temple Run 2, I think it, to maintain continuity, I think it brings over some of that style, but it's just painted in more detail. So while, you know, the other one was a little more fuzzy, like this one just has more, more. there's more detail. The models are more detailed. Oh, the, absolutely. the levels, the areas are little faces. And the variety way. is tremendous. Much and, more variety. And the depth is tremendous. Right. Um, and of course, the game has changed. There's turns and there's altitude change. Yep, and yep. I mean, they start right out with this like, uh, like zip line that you jump on. Right. Right, like in the first Brilliant. 50 meters People of the game. People need to take notes on this. This is great because it, it takes a player who's like, well, what's new? I don't know. This looks like the same thing. And it's like, holy shit, now I'm on a rope. But it's like, and and... There's it never gets old. Yeah, I've played this game a lot. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't. You're like hell yeah, <laughs> and it's it is, like it's awesome. and it's not the same zip line every nope. time. Sometimes nope. it's like the coins short are on the left zip side. Rhyme. It's the like Sometimes the super the right zip side. line where you're like, yep. oh, I'm gonna go. Oh wait, I'm not going to that island. I'm going underneath it. Oh yep. shit, more yep. coins. Yeah, this is a. You know what? They jack this from. I just realized nuts has this. Uh, when you yeah. start nuts, the first thing that happens when you start nuts is you fireball. get the like fireball, and yeah. you're like, bam! I'm like on a squirrel on fire. It's it's all downhill from there. Yeah, <laughs> no, really I mean, no, the game is good. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> until you get the next. Well, it's actually fireball, all uphill, but you know, <laughs> it's all up tree. <laughs> anyway, no, no, no. I'm not. I didn't mean to say it's downhill, and and but like it is. Uh, uh, it's the right way to start. You want it to be all it is. downhill. And I no, I, I I mean, just back to the original point. Like it's it's just a great kind of it's like fanfare for the introduction right it's a great way to say hey this is new you've never seen anything like this before check it out don't forget to jump to grab the line but the truth is though after the game is super unchanged yeah so, i mean well the only other difference is that what you get some some it's still all about you know turn jump duck right but now there's some like curves in the path but the curves are completely irrelevant yeah to and they're completely automated right he's gonna run along the curves no right and it's like it. it's actually one of my little bit of my detail gripes is like it is really rigid it's sort of like you can tell that the camera is like you know we'll take the tangent of the curve and multiply it by <laughs> this and then create this matrix that that's like that is the projection matrix and yeah. it's like it's just like really uh rigid mm -hmm. it doesn't have this like smooth it's not right. as smooth as i'd like it to be it's right. very much controlled by the um path right it's direction. a pretty harsh connection to but i mean yeah. I also know that there are some challenges because if you let the camera lag too far behind, you might sure. have some clipping issues yep. on sharper turns. It's, it's some challenge there. But Definitely. still, um, that doesn't the game does not change. The the biggest change is probably um this the 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 sort of power up structure. Mm -hmm. The the peripheral mechanics have changed. The the core mechanic oh I guess we should just quickly mention there's a new mm -hmm. game mode, the the minecart. Right, yeah, the minecart. Where mm -hmm. you are Instead of swipe being your main vehicle More for survival, tilt it is tilt. Yeah. And that's great. That's right. like... Although it's not really any different than those sections of the path where it's just like the middle's cut out. And you it's guys true. It, it's it's a little bit different, but it's still... It, it, it is a... Your brain changes modes. Totally. It feels like it's a different thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and it requires a slightly different strategy where you look, where you're focusing. Uh, it's, it's harder. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so that, I think, is... Another thing to take note for anyone looking to make a sequel is sort of having this new, it's just new. Right. It's not like just improved, it's, yeah. it's new. Um, but the big changes come outside peripherally. Right. Uh, either, you know, chicken or the egg here, but uh, there's a new currency, there's these green gems. Sure. Um, and... There's also all these new ways to spend gems and uh, spend coins. Mm -hmm. You have multiple characters. Yeah. Um, is it clear when you when you update upgrade one character? Like, 
it seems like the characters are just visual. Like you don't you don't upgrade one character and the others remain unupgraded, right? It seems like the upgrades yes, right. carry so over no, whoever you're on. So the only thing that is sort of upgrade dependent um, or character dependent is that. So this is going to get a little bit confusing, uh, and I shared this feedback with with Imanji, is that there are sort of there are power ups and there are abilities. Right. So they've gotten rid of in great. You know, they really clearly tried to get rid of things that were kind of confusing or hard to understand. One of those was the sort of in Temple Run one, this like power up bar thing on the left, which was just a way to make more points. You would like collect coins without making mistakes, and it would like fill this thing. And when you'd fill it, you'd get this point bonus if you filled it all the way with different pieces of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And now that's been replaced with fill this bar, and now you can on demand activate a power up or an ability. No, a power up. It's a power up, yeah. Of your choosing, um, to and there's a list of ones you can select which one your character right. has, and some of them are character specific, and some, but they're not, none of them are character specific. You just have to have unlocked that you character. Have to have is that how that, that works? Yeah, that's what it is. So basically, right. by unlocking that character, you get the power up. So what but they're you can doing use it here anywhere you want. is they have these. They're like, okay, we have all these these power ups, and that you can assign to a character. Um, how do we unlock these? How do people unlock these? And what they've done is they've linked the characters and these parts. So they're like, okay, I know what we'll do. Because in Temple Run 1, there's no reason to spend coins on the characters unless right. you want to be the policeman or yeah. the wife or whatever, uh, the different characters. In this one, there's a reason to get the characters. I play as Guy Dangerous, who looks suspiciously like Keith Shepard <laughs> uh, with red hair. Um, but... Uh, uh, if I, you know, it doesn't matter who you want to be. You just choose the power right. up you want. You're like, okay, right. I need to unlock this character. You go buy that character, and now you can assign that mm-hmm. uh, power up to um, Keith Shepard. Right. So, but there's no there's no incentive once you've unlocked that to character play to as play a as character. that character. Absolutely not. Yeah. And you know, I could see the arguments for why that is. Right. Um, however, at this one, so this is one big confusion for me is like these are called power ups. So you like your character has a power up but the other thing the sort of classic temple run thing is you have these you know they're all the the, the coin magnet yep. the uh fast the speed up thing then there's a new there's the shield now yeah yep. um these are all power ups um however they are called abilities so if you want to upgrade them the list of things you upgrade is called abilities mm-hmm. uh which is really weird because it's kind of weird because you collect ability you're running through the level you can still just like the old one jump and hit the uh, power the mm-hmm. the symbol and now you instantly are uh, running really fast or you right. have the coin magnet right so those to me are power ups however they are called abilities yeah and the weird thing is is that the 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 user activated power up the one that you fill your bar and now you can activate it whenever you want is called a power up mm-hmm. which is it's much more like an ability that, you know, yeah. Guy Dangerous has the ability exactly. to activate yep. this power-up. And I was like, it's, you know, I've seen where vocabulary is misused, but in my world, they were switched. I was like, wow, they didn't even need to think of a new word for this. They, they just needed to use the other use one. Use the correct one. <laughs> right. So I, I, because it was new, I was a little, I was like, wow, this is confusing. And it was actually a little bit confusing for me. I mean, obviously, I figured it out. But for these kind of games... Um, now, Temple Run 2, people are already like, this game is going to be good. So they're willing to give it their energy. Yeah. But 
that kind of confusion could be really problematic for a game where people are like, uh, do I like this right, game? Right. I'm like, I don't get this. Right. Delete. Right. Um, but this was one of those things where it was just like really simple, but you know, it would be much more sense for your character to unlock abilities. Like, mm -hmm. oh, he has the ability to collect an extra 500 coins or, you know, collect two gems when he fills his power bar, or he has the ability to activate the coin magnet power up yeah. whenever he wants. Yeah. Um, so that was like a, it sort of like was a bump in the road mm -hmm. for me. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, on the topic of, of, well, the way that the auxiliary stuff is presented, what did you think of the UI? Because so one thing that, that's okay. different from Temple Run and Temple Run Two is that Temple Run was written in a in a homebrew 3D engine UI yeah. system written by Keith. Uh, Temple Run Two is using Unity, um, which is you know of course has the benefit that they're going to have a, you know easy time with the, the right. they had an easy time with the Android ports and all all that stuff. So um, uh, the the side effect of that is that I think they use the and, I, and I'm not too familiar with Unity, but they used some kind of Unity tools to make the UI. And uh, I feel like the UI is a huge step backward. Um, visually, it doesn't; it just doesn't look as nice. Um, but then on top of that, like it's using some just awful fonts. There's some like Arial <laughs> rounded in there, and, and let me just really, it's just that font. The, the 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 action font, the Temple Run font. There is the Temple Run font is fine. Used, but then this Arial comes out of nowhere. Like let me just say, like it's the if Coco's font. It's if the you're Coco's an, if you're an indie developer and I, I see Arial rounded in your game, like I'm gonna personally find your GitHub and I'm gonna delete it. Let's not forget that Pocket Pocket Frogs has Arial rounded. Yeah, these, but that's font, but that's because it's the Coco's font. This font is truly sinful. And uh, I really... It, it also, I mean, you know, subjectiveness aside, it it uh, it doesn't fit the Temple Run... I just don't understand why it's there. It's just like, well, why 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 did they not even just use the Temple Run font everywhere? Was it just harder to read the number? I don't know. Right. And there was also, there's, it, it also, while it's still dynamic, there are things like when you achieved... So one thing that Temple Run 1 did poorly yeah. was sort of let you know what the next objectives you wanted to... Like, there's very clearly been an effort in Temple Run 2 to make things more clear yep. in terms of what you should do. You know, here point of case is like, here are the next three objectives you yep. should be trying to achieve. Sure. However, I did not realize um, till a while into the game that when you achieve those objectives, just like Temple Run 1, that your multiplier increases. They don't make a big deal of that. Because before they would do this like, chink, yeah. chink, they would show this animation, this yep. fade in yep. thing and show your multiplier going up and they don't do that. Um, and it was it's it's all right on the next screen. It's like how many points you got, huge text. That's what your focus is mm -hmm. drawn to. Your distance, the coins you collected. My brain stops reading at that point. I have like I have now gotten all the information I need. Right. Uh, and then below that, it says multiplier thirty mm seven -hmm. x. Now it's two things. One, you never see that change. Even though the you know you achieved an objective, you go to the next one. Now it's they don't 38. they don't do a good job notifying. Yeah. Yeah. And it, or it, I might even notice if I saw. You know, and then the other thing, I think another reason I assumed it wasn't there is that you can now upgrade, you can kind of boost your multiplier yep. in the upgrade, in the ability upgrade screen. Um, so I was like, oh, they switched from a objective-based multiplier advancement to a money-based multiplier advancement. But that's not the but case. But it's not really. That's just a little bit of a boost. And so that that right. threw me. Well, um, I, yeah, I mean, now, I feel in general. We, we are, we sort of, before we, I mean, because there's other, we are really, you know, we're turning on the magnifying glass to full magnification here for obvious reasons one because we know keith <laughs> and we've already told him what we think um but the other thing is what people should know is this game has maintained its same it has the same sense of progression and rush and yeah like everything so people, like people sort of, love the right, game i right, mean the exactly. test of the market so is there i don't know if we said we sort of said that it's like the same temple run but that might have come off as a derogatory thing like 
it maintains the same like you don't feel like it's more frustrating or less frustrating it does a good job of being well i mean that's what you say right like people just want more of the same right i I truly believe it so yeah yeah. and they they had the sense or the you know the good fortune of making the decision to make it like no the thing we got right was the game and you know they clearly have some they've you know they've had a little walkabout about the things that they didn't get right maybe because it was a paid app when they launched um the interesting thing here is I feel like they've made the switch to a free app with this dual currency, but there's just this sense I have of them being too, or just I should say, not evil enough. <laughs> you know, there's like this save me. Right. And, but it's like, it's not, it, it still feels like Resurrection, Resurrection Wings. I talked to Keith and I was like, why did you get rid of Resurrection Wings? Basically he said no one understood it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that makes, yeah, you're totally right. Like, the reason I loved it is because it was complex and like well, why you should use it and how it was priced and everything was perfect. But like, yeah, no one would know that except for someone like me or like other hardcore players. So, you know, the save me is something everyone understands and yeah. 99.9% yeah. of people don't care that it like messes with the top scores because right. it, it doesn't really. Um, uh, but it's still like, it's still priced in a way that anyone who's playing casually can totally yeah. use it. And you can even reduce the cost of it with free currency exactly uh now i'm not complaining um but the thing is is i can like see in the game and the the design this struggle of like trying to be more pushy Mm -hmm. and also um trying to be uh fair uh to the to the less than casual player um and it's it's really hard i have i face this struggle myself uh, when designing future games, thinking free or paid, or like if I make it free, like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like, yep. it's so, I was like, oh, but it's free. And you can just see this. And um, it leads to this feeling that it, it just doesn't feel finished. Um, and that was a big surprise to me, that it didn't have this, like, you know, they had all this money. They had basically what, you know, all money, time equals money. They had all the time they needed. And it doesn't feel quite finished. Mm-hmm. So, but we are, I mean, Temple Run games get support. They get updates. So we are at 1.0 right now. And right. I bet we're probably Things weeks away from Temple Run 1.1 1. 1 or Yeah, 1. I mean, you look at the original Temple Run too and, and then where it went from. Right. The original is quite a... Many things changed. Quite a ways, so... Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, what, like, I, I think I, pl- I played this game a lot, mm-hmm. um, which... Not out of spite. I mean, I, I really, <laughs> I like the game, you know, so. <laughs> How do you like, play a game out of spite? That's the thing is like, you know, when you, when, when you, Keith is probably learning, you know, when you make a game that has such the value that this, that people come into the second iteration with a lot more passion and a lot more, yeah. um, you know, I want to say investment. And so things that are not quite right are just become disappointments instead of like uh, blemishes. Yeah. Um, and I'm not immune to that. But still, it's like, there's so many things here that are just, you know, what Temple Run should have been. Mm-hmm. And those are just terrific. Yeah. Um, I want to mention a couple of things here uh, that I'm just noticing as I'm thumbing through this menu. So uh, one of the things that Imanji did do is they uh, added a way for players to get, get credits for free. Um, in this case, they did basically like on Facebook and follow on Twitter. But um, I'm wondering if they're ever going to add things like the, you know, going back to some of the incentivized video, because I'm seeing games like uh, Subway Surfers is a good example, where you can watch like a quick video and you get like 300 coins or something. And um, 
you know, one of the interesting things about those sources of revenue is that they really don't, they're not reflected by the app store. So it may mm. well be that they're not so high on top grossing based on in-app purchase sales or app sales. Oh, well, I guess in their case, they're free. Um, but but there may be this kind of hidden underground mega revenue, mega revenue that's being pumped into them. So uh, I'm, I'm curious to hear whether whether uh, they're considering that um, and, and whether that's generally been a successful strategy for, for some of the free free games. Right. Um, but I don't think they make a mistake to launch without it because all these things, they're not mega revenue from my understanding. For yeah. some games, they can be if they monetize really poorly so that, but like if you're monetizing properly with in-app purchase, mm -hmm. these things are on the margin. In other words, like, okay, we're making $100,000 a month. You're not right. going to make a million dollars a month because you added these things. Sure. Um, once again, assuming you're monetizing correctly. Yeah. Uh, correctly. Um, you're going to make an extra 10%, 20%, 25%. Mm -hmm. And so it's sort of like, it's just, it's like free money as I call it. And so it's not, I don't know, they, they might consider adding it, but it's just going to be, it's not going to change anything, right? It's not right. going to be like, oh, Temple Run 2 is only a moderate blowout success. <laughs> and now it's like but insane now, mega right. blowout success. It's it's yep. only going to be like, oh, sweet. We haven't, you know, right. enough I just, money to. I just suspect that because Temple Run is such a like, you know, alpha to omega demographic that mm -hmm. like everybody plays it right um that there's just a huge chunk of people there who just just don't have credit cards or itunes accounts and they don't have right. a way to give money to the game but they are willing like they have a lot of spare time they're sitting in math class they'll they'll totally watch like <laughs> 10 ads just to get a few coins yeah i guess so I mean, um but yeah. again like back to the other thing is like the success of those things actually depends on like well how many coins do you give per video and then how does that balance within the grand scheme of like well we don't want to disincentivize people from paying real money um, but at the same time, we want it to be, you know, enough that you actually, and then the other thing is they have do the, the dual currency. It's funny. We don't talk about it, is the dual currency is just sort of, it's sort of lost in this. Uh, I mean, it doesn't, it's, uh, it's basically the save bees. Yeah. That's, um, that's all. What else can you use gems for? Uh, so this is the other thing that's just really, really confusing is if we go to the power ups, right. If you click on the power ups, um, it's, there's this thing that says gems make, Gem bonus, instant two no, gem bonus. What that is this? one over here, over here, the, the green, the text in the green at the top. What does that say? Lasts longer with gems. So if you just hit that, okay, I only have one gem, so I don't know if it's going to. Right, it's not going to work. What does this do? Uh, that is confusing. Question mark. So, <laughs> so what it does is, I'm pretty confident that it there's there's that square there that's empty. Right. Is it fills with green? Okay. Now, it doesn't fill all the way. As you hit it multiple times, it fills up. And I'm pretty sure that that then slowly goes down as you use your power-up. Okay. This is all conjecture? Yes. Okay. Uh, because it's also, <laughs> it's very hard for me to measure because I always run with the coin magnet power-up. Right, right. Uh, I have it fully upgraded. So it makes it last longer, but it already lasts really long. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. And this may, this means it's just totally lost. Like, they probably, people are probably spending gems on it, but... It's more out of curiosity. Yeah. It's like it would be interesting if like when you were running, it was sort of like uh, while you were in the time that the gem was fueling the the added uh, time, there was some kind of like visual indication that like, oh, the only reason that your power up is still going right now is because you have that, you know, gem purchased sure. last longer with gems thing going on. Right. Um, hmm. So, you know, that I'm sure, I'm sure they're getting some gem spending from that, but I'm sure 99.9% .9 of their gem spending comes from, yeah. um, save me. 
from uh, Red Save Me's. And I don't think there's any other use for it. Um, yep. There's, I could think of a lot of different uses. Uh, but, you know, a lot of these things affect a lot of, uh, you know, other things. It's very hard to have an isolated change in the balance. And these things are really hard. They seem simple and obvious uh, when you see them done well. But it's really hard to retrofit or, you know, add these kind of mechanics to your game. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. I've got it. I think it's the baked text that uses the temple run font. And everything else is, is in that god-awful aerial. Anything that's dynamic? Yeah, it looks like all the dynamic text is. I mean, and there's some pages here that just don't feel finished. Like when you go to the stats page from the main menu, like look at that. It just looks like a like a 1997 web page. Like it's just really. Yeah, maybe it is HTML5. It might be. And it doesn't bounce. Does it scroll or okay. anything? No, it doesn't. I don't know. It's just like, hey, there's a lot of really ugly text and a really sparse background. <laughs> Poor Keith. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna like harangue on him for. So it right it it just <laughs> that was I think the biggest surprise to me is that it was good. You know, the game is good. Um, that wasn't a surprise. Uh, what was a surprise was the, like, I was like, why isn't this finished? Like, mm. there's no question to me that there, there's something going on. So also like in the character selection screen, there's yep. like this sort of super obvious bug when you like change characters. I don't even know how to get, so if you go slowly, you'll see that the characters like, you look at their feet. Whoa, that is trippy. Yeah, so I, I mean, not just, I, mean I can think eye. of all the reasons. It's like some camera bug because they're not <laughs> doing multiple. I doubt they're doing multiple render detectors here. Yeah, they're probably just trying to do some like the camera is kind of like moving right, as you slide is. left. The camera moves right, and so <laughs> uh, good catch. That's really funny. See, it's funny on iPad. It was like immediately I was like, "What's going on?" Uh, I, my eyes are really sensitive to that. On the iPhone, it seems to be a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you noticeable. don't notice it as much on iPhone, but still, that's a that's a crazy bug. Um, and, you know, these things are, like, they know, they can fix that. They know how to fix that. But yeah. it shows me that, so maybe we'll, maybe the update will come out and, or maybe something, we'll, we'll learn what the del what they actually think the finished version of this looks like. And <laughs> then we'll definitely <laughs> we'll come back on here and, on it. Yeah. and praise them for how they fixed everything. Because yeah. one thing the Temple Run showed is, for me in their updates, is they really knew, they really, like, understood how their game was played. Mm-hmm. And what was good about it, and what was yeah. not good about it, and they really improved it. They really polished it into a, a really nice chrome sphere by the end. And um, you yep. know, maybe that was what they're they're maybe they were like, oh, let's get this out. Like, sure. no, like it's good enough. Well, I mean, how could they have done better on the launch? I mean, you know, right? Like, if it's not like well, any like, of this I stuff, I never like to use. I never like to like. Oh, like they broke every record. Yeah. Um, but really, I mean, they, are, what they are a special case. So for them, like, they can do this update whenever. They could never right. update they could the be game like, hey, and let's, still... Let's stop wasting cycles trying to figure <laughs> out what's wrong with this. Let's just launch it and have people tell us what's wrong with it and then fix it and, yeah. like, but be making well, it, bags of money right. while that's happening. I mean, the general truth of this is that, like, Imanji has nothing to learn from anyone else and, and no, one, no one can really learn anything from Imanji. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I mean, it's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I always try to like, you know, the, when I always have my little quotes that I just lead my life by, one of them is success hides problems. Mm -hmm. And I always try to remind myself of that, like, okay, Zombie Highway is successful. Never assume that you know why it's successful or why it's not as more successful. Yeah. Um, and, you know, someone might say something and it's like, oh, no, that's not why. And, and always never stop trying to understand why it is and why it is not. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say it's like, they don't need my advice. Like, what are they, like, it, I, it almost makes me hold back less that it's like, they're not even, success is not even like a, it's a distant memory. 
You know what I mean? Like it's done. It's over. Like they, they, it's not even the objective anymore. Success has happened. Sure. So it just, it, clearly their motivation is different. It's something else. It's, you know, creating something cool and different. And yeah. so I don't hold back <laughs> because it's like, you're perhaps a huge success. You know, it's like CSR racing. Like I didn't hold back. It's like, they don't really need my advice. Yep. <laughs> you guys killed it, but here's a long list of things that <laughs> I would do differently. But I can't wait for 1.1. I mean, I played this game a lot, which has actually led me to the problem that my three objectives are like, play for another 15 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, demotivating. So they're probably going to come out with a bunch more objectives that are like going to fill in that, you know, gap of between hard objectives and like grind objectives. Yeah. That's tricky. I mean, writing. Have you written? You, you had some objectives in. in oh, I do. Well, the thing of. is, I the, my objectives are the things that unlock weapons. Right. Because right. I don't have the intermediate currency. Yeah. And I've also been designing such things. We we did objectives in in, in uh, nuts first, and then in zombie gunship, and it was what was it the other round? I don't even remember anymore. Um, nuts first. It was a, a huge. Oh, thank you. It was a huge <laughs> challenge, like coming up oh, with with good ones, super especially hard. when you have like a simple game, right? Like if it's a it's, if it's if it's like an Xbox game and you can do anything, right? Because it could be like, yeah, pick up the little teddy bear from the first level and carry it to the seventh level and drop it into the rocket. And <laughs> this is like Half Life or something. Um, but but it, when you have such simple mechanics, it's really really hard to figure out things that are not just like, okay, do this for five thousand meters, now right. do it for ten thousand meters, yep. fifteen thousand meters, twenty thousand meters. Um, oh no, it's hard. Hit the branch three times. Everything three times. in these games is hard. You know, the like this. Everyone's like, "Oh, you just like yeah, just sell things for like virtual currency, then like charge virtual currency, and you'll be a millionaire." It's like it is hard. It is so hard. Like you know, that's that's why most games separate coin collection from uh, game performance because now you have to balance your game performance with player progression and like and and the economics of the game. I mean, it is it is a headache. Uh, and, and objectives are another part of that. Uh, how do you reward objectives? How do you balance objectives? How do you pace objectives? How do you do, do you have different kinds of players? How do you have a, a nice set of objectives so that casual players can achieve something and hardcore players have a challenge? Exactly. I mean, it is like, oh my God. And the, it is just nightmarish, um, but I love it. So, you know, obviously you'd be like, well, zombie highway just has guns and cars. And, and like, to be fair, but like, yeah, let's, you know, wait, wait a couple months and we'll see. We'll see what I can see think what of. <laughs> anyway. On that note, I am going to go and find my checkbook and buy <laughs> Homeworld. Buy Homeworld. <laughs> that would be so awesome. I can't even. I, it would be like me buying Battlezone. Yeah. Oh, that's you you can't. Like. Actually, wait, wasn't Atari. Atari did, did a something happening there. You can you could buy Battlezone. You could buy Battlezone. Oh, my God. I, I forgot. I, always, <laughs> I forgot. Like So when I was hiring an artist, I like got an 80 bajillion emails. And um, one of them was an artist on... Battlezone and Battlezone 2. And I meant to email him back, like, sorry, you know, like the position has been filled, but you're my hero. Mm -hmm. I mean, or you're, you were on the team that is collectively my hero. That's pretty cool. 
So it's, you, just take a moment to think about the fact that you're even contemplating buying Homeworld, <laughs> even if it's like fire sale prices. That's kind of I, I, I that's that's kind of just like the best thing. I would be so check that off that. your bucket list. I mean, Jesus, I would seriously have bought, bought favorite game franchise. Oh I my god, I think goodness. that's what it feels like when people oh my buy god. sports teams. Like, I wonder I'm how much Starcraft sports, costs. <laughs> yeah, no. Volker Volker's like, if you get to buy Homeworld, I get to buy. I some. get to buy Starcraft. <laughs> <laughs> it only cost you like uh, only like a ten billion dollars. Like ten million. Is it? I I can't believe it only fifty thousand though fire sale man yeah i you know i wish i hadn't even advertised this on the podcast can i bleep that out like every time i start talking about how i'm gonna buy it we can just bleep it out so no one no one's gonna do it no one's gonna do it well there's someone out there with more money and he's gonna he's gonna buy it before i am or get into some kind of competitive war it's the the union of money and passion and usually those things not passion but union of like it's a it's not pathology but and it's not obsession but it's something in that triangle yeah you know and very few people in that triangle have money so you know it's it's only app developers who like you know i don't know anyone like man unless i keep this like a closet home yeah fan, or, i guess do you Col- know anyone who's as much of a homeworld fan as you in not really i think colin might be interested okay but 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 i think he spent all his he spent all his money on drifter he built homeworld <laughs> silly silly colin could have just bought homeworld if he just waited long enough. i do say <laughs> what i have now <laughs> You should release some game that like isn't has a synonym for drifter. Does this look familiar, Colin? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, geez. Good times. Okay. Right. Well, hopefully we'll see you next week or next month or next year. No, I'm just no, kidding. We're, yeah. we're on a good schedule. We now. have to. And we have to. We, we have some pressure here because we, we really do. need to get the run would, up to GDC. Like. I would like to get more and more people listening to the show. So if you have anybody who's possibly interested in listening to Wall Garden Weekly and isn't listening to Wall Garden Weekly, please tell them about Wall Garden Weekly. Yeah. So they can join us next week. Thanks for joining us. And this was a good episode. Cheers. Bye-bye.